Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wednesdays with Wayno alongside Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. I'm Michelle Smallman. Good morning, Adam. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all? We are doing well. Thanks for joining us. And, Adam, I was just talking about what you did on Monday at Great Meet, Grace Meet and 3, how you were behind the counter serving people. And I, I need to know, give me a scouting report of Adam Wainwright as a server. How'd you do? Uh, I tried to stay out of the way because the staff there is a thing. And, uh, you know how people run the registers. If you're not real keen on how to do that, you can really clog the line. So I tried to I tried to meet and greet people really well and, and – you know, get my picture with them and be cordial, but also, you know, let the guys doing the business do the business. Yeah, I'm sure it slowed things down a lot <laughs> when people came in and saw your face, how how excited they were to, to, to come take a picture or get an autograph from you. I'm sure that experience always is uh, is fun for you. It is, it is. I, you know, I've waited my whole life for people to think I'm cool. You know, with, <laughs> playing baseball I still can't believe I have a baseball card I still can't believe I have a bobblehead you know all that stuff is every time I see that uh I try to I try to enjoy that you know and don't let that I don't try try not to get too jaded about that kind of stuff you know having your own baseball card and being a, a big league baseball player is so special and so awesome and I read something yesterday that uh I thought was a great deal and uh the the quote was uh Sometimes I think that all my dreams have come true, but I didn't take time to enjoy the dream. Mm. And uh, that is exactly what I'm just trying to do the opposite of right now, because in in a lot of ways, I do feel like all my dreams have come true. I've never never wanted to do anything except be a Major League Baseball player since I was three years old, and, and I'm getting to live that out. So what a blessing. That's so cool, Adam, and such great perspective. So I want to talk to you about the win last night. I want to talk to you about your outing uh, over the weekend. But let's go back to Sunday night. Albert Pujols hits not one, but two home runs in that game. And I I want you to take us behind the curtain and tell us what it was like from your vantage point to watch Albert hit that second home run. Well, right now with with what's going on, you know, we're we're in first place. We're playing good teams. We we have uh, our crowd every night showing up has been absolutely amazing playoff style you know i think that a lot of these people are 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 just rabid fans anyways but everybody wants to come see albert and and yachty in their last in their last ride i mean it's uh it's a special time and and um sitting next to steven Matz when he hit that second one and after we got you know back to our seats after we went crazy just like everyone else Steven looked at me, and Steven's been in the game for a while. Steven looked at me and said, I think that's the, my favorite home run I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, you know, it's just fun to see Albert in this situation thriving like he is, hitting balls farther than he's ever hit them, and, and uh, maybe not as far as he's ever hit them, but he's still hitting them pretty far. Mm. Uh, but, 
you know, in a, in a situation where he's back, he's back home. But this last month, he's been the best player in baseball at the plate. He's got the highest OPS with anybody in the entire big leagues the last 30 days. And I think that's just really, it's really special when we're getting to see it. Adam, I, I, let's shift gears a little bit to the pitching. And uh, you had a great start, your last start, and, and did a great job. Um, then then Michael has followed that up the following night. Quintana had a good start last night. What are you guys – is there, is there a, a, a competition, and a friendly competition of, of, you know, going out and performing well for the team but making sure that you all hold up your end of the bargain? Well, Miles and I have a couple of bets out there just friendly <laughs> among, among each other or just uh, – you know, most innings, lowest ERA, most strikeouts, those types of things. Um, but as a staff, you know, when you have five guys going out there doing work every day and and you're the next guy, you feed off that. You know, the next guy feeds off of what you do. And then that's how you can really get the ball rolling real real downhill, man. That you can, you can really do some cool things as a staff when everybody's going out there feeding off each other. And we've got a, we've got a good – uh, amount of momentum going right now. We've played some really good baseball as of late. We've played good baseball against good teams too. You know, we 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 swept the Cubs, we swept the Yankees. We we did lose one out of two out of three to the Rockies, but then we came back and, and won two out of three against the Brewers. We won last night against the Rockies again. And it's hard I'll tell you it's hard to win in Colorado. Those that's a real advantage for them playing in that unique uh air and atmosphere there. It's it's if you, if you could play 10 games, you'd, you'd figure out a good way to beat them. But going in there playing a short series against them can sometimes be really tough. Adam, I, w- I want to go back again to your last start. You you went nine. You had the no-hitter going. And after the game, you said that you really wanted to throw a no-hitter and that from the first inning on, you thought that that night was going to be the night. What is it about your start or, or the feel of how you're pitching that lets you think tonight's going to be the night I'm going to throw a no-hitter? Well, it's something you can't fake. You know, it's you can't just go out there with with sloppy curveball or fastball command and go. I think I'm going to throw no hitter tonight. You know, you have to you have to believe that. And and the way the ball was coming out of my hand uh, in the at bat, Christian Yelich leading off the game. As soon as I got him out, I went, I'm throwing a no hitter tonight. I just <laughs> I had that you know I had that feeling. I knew the ball was coming off nice. I knew my curveball was spinning good. Cutter was spinning good. Uh, I knew I had somewhat fixed my two-seam fastball between the, the, the last two games. And so um, I was just, you know, I just felt it. I felt like I was going to do it. And the yeah, bat to McCutcheon that, that, that it got, got broken up in the in the seventh there, I, I, I stood behind the mound. I said, if I get Andrew McCutcheon out right here, I am throwing a no-hitter. Like, <laughs> this is really You know, and just, he's, he's, he's been one of the guys that has battled me the most over our careers. He's, he's got a few hits off me and got good numbers. Um, so I, I felt like that was the key. And I think that might have been the problem is I, I wanted it so bad in that moment that I tried to, I tried to like maybe do a little too much and I overcooked it and threw it down the middle and he hit a base hit. Adam, when you're, when you're pitching that well and, and going back to the dugout in between innings, does it get a little weird when, when guys stay away from you or are not talking to you or communicating with you? <laughs> not at all. I don't want them to talk to you. <laughs> When I'm starting, I want everybody out of there. You know, get away from me. Don't get out of my space. You know, mm. I, I get real ornery, uh, <laughs> and I'm like a prickly thorn on days I'm pitching. But on on most days, you know, I'm, I'm a hugger. You know, I need to 
I like to have that 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 relational kind of conversation stuff going on. But on days I'm pitching, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm in my spot and somebody comes and puts their helmet down in my spot or, you know, all that. It comes and sit down in my spot. I'm like, are you kidding me? This spot, you know. It doesn't come out like that, but that's what I'm thinking. And I yeah. give them a look like better get out of here right now, you know, and that's, but that's, that's what gives me the edge to pitch. And, uh, and I think my teammates understand that, you know, and they they know I'm not trying to be a prick about anything. They just know that that's my day and I'm different on days I pitch. And on what most, most starting pitchers are, and it's important. I'll tell you why starting pitchers are the only one on the field that can lose the game in five seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, the game can be over. If the guy goes out there not prepared, not focused, not ready to pitch and, and takes a couple of, of the bats off or, or just doesn't focus like he needs to, the game could be 4 or 5 nothing in the first inning and the game's over. But what's that like for you, Adam, after you have an outing like you did on Saturday and and you end up losing the game in extras? It's a, it's a tough loss. And all of us in the media, Cardinals fans, the next day we're like, oh, you can't waste to start like that from Adam Wainwright. What's your mentality after a game like that? Do you feel like a, a great start from yourself was wasted or do you look at it as I did my job and I put my team in a position to win? Well, a couple different ways. I, I know that I should have thrown zeros. I, I, I had uh, the stuff to – to go shut out there, I, I made I made a mistake to McCutcheon, and I made a mistake to, uh, to Urias, who hit the home run. But other than that, I was pretty sharp. You know, I was pretty sharp. And uh, the the mistake to to, to Urias, it, it wasn't necessarily a horrible location. It was on the outer third of the plate, first pitch of the at bat. That's kind of where I'm trying to throw it, but I threw it too high. I threw it thigh high, and I wanted to throw it knee high. If I throw it knee high on the outer third, he pops up the right exactly like I was trying to make happen. That was exactly what I visualized when I when I chose that pitch before I threw it. I, I really thought he was going to hit a pop up to right, and that and if he did that, I just got it too high. He just was able to get too much barrel to it. Um, but so when I look back at that game, I know that I should have thrown a shutout. I should have gone. Uh, zeros there. I was pitching against one of the best, if not the best pitcher in the National League, Corbin Burns. Um, I had a great opportunity to, to put the team on my back for that day. Or Helsley just pitched two innings the night before. I, in my mind, I was going to be the closer that day. And so I did I did not do that, so I was disappointed. But upon reflection, you can't, you can't be you know totally depressed about the game. As I went home and kind of went back over things, I said, you know, but at the end of the day, I pitched nine innings and I gave up one run. Mm-hmm. We should win that game. Mm-hmm. You know, we should win that game, even even if it is against Burns, because uh, you know, even a, a guy like Burns and, and Mad Dog does a good job of reminding us this all the time. He's got a two five ERA, which means he averages giving up two point five runs per game. You know, per nine innings, and so you know, we sh- we should have won. We should have won that game. But he pitched an excellent game, and sometimes. When you run into ace pitchers who are who are on, man, that can be real tough to score, you know. And so, uh, Mad Mad Dog always reminds us, though, you know, when when Bob Gibson had his best year ever, the greatest year ever for a starting pitcher, he had a one one two ERA, one point one two ERA. It's remarkable to think about. Yeah, but that means he gave up runs at the end of the day, also sometimes, mm. and he was. And he was like twenty-two and nine. Gosh. 
he had to look at his team like, are y'all kidding me? <laughs> totally. <You know? laughs> and Adam, I wouldn't want to be somebody that has to go up to Bob Gibson in the clubhouse and say, my bad. Sorry, we didn't get it done for you. <laughs> oh, you know, and Bob's so funny. I, I miss seeing him around. But he, he, he said, uh, he goes, you know, I used to tell him, Y'all are so bad at hitting. Why don't y'all just go on and I, get on and I'll drive you in? You know, like it's just, uh, <laughs> just uh, he had a, you know, he was serious because he could really hit back in the day too. Mm-hmm. Adam Wainwright joining us here on 101 ESPN. And Adam, of course, we have to ask you about last night and the unusual way that your team won the game. Tyler O'Neill getting hit by a pitch with the bases loaded and quite literally walking off the the game. But, you know, when I look back to your team last year and you went on that historic winning streak, it just felt like this is a winning team that finds ways to win. Good teams find a way to win. And I thought last night was an example of you, you guys have the lead, they even things up, and then you just find a way to win. First of all, how unusual was it for you to see a game end like that? And then do you also get the sense that your team is, is capable of just finding ways to win? Well, good teams find ways to win and bad teams find ways to lose. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, as as, uh, as a member of the Cardinals over the this amount of years, I, I've seen us more times than not find ways to win. We had a couple of years, 16, 17, and 18, I feel like where we had a team where we should have been in the playoffs and we found ways to lose. Uh, now we are, are back out there finding ways to win again. And that's a great feeling. And especially when you got it, when you got the mojo and you're kind of, you got it rolling a little bit as a team and as a unit, uh, it feels like you're going to win the game no matter what the score is. And that is a dangerous place to be for a team. And, and uh, you can roll in against anybody and, 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 and win games when you think, Mentally and mental mental strength is is just so important. But when mentally, you believe you can win any game, no matter what the score or who's pitching. Man, you can, you know. And and uh, if you go into a game and and you don't think you can, then you're right about that too. You can't. So yeah. we've been playing good ball and we've been finding ways to win the game games. We're just going to keep trying to do that. Yeah, I was telling Michelle the same thing. When you're winning, when you're a winning team, it it feels like everything falls into place. And when you're a losing team, the breaks that you got or were accustomed to getting it, it just does not pan out that way. And the seasons feel a lot longer when you're when you're not winning as many games. Do you feel that way also? Yeah, you know, I've pretty much always been a part of a winning team here. I mean, that's a, that's a good. That is an awesome story. We went to Illinois. I yeah. can't speak to that. No, no, Adam, we don't have that same vibe. <laughs> Good problem to have. It is, you know. I, but you know, we'll play a team every now and then. It'll be like thirty or forty games below five hundred. I'll look at guys and go, "Man, that's got to be miserable." Like I'm so fortunate <laughs> to be a part of the Cardinals team. It's it's going into spring training and going to the season, and at the end of the year, usually has a chance to win a World Series, and that's that's a unique situation. But I'm, I'm certainly glad to be a part of it. Wednesdays with Wayno means another donation to Big League Impact from our friends over at Chick-fil-A. Just stop by on Wednesdays between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. You can get a refreshing SunJoy drink, and a portion of the sales goes towards Adam's work and the mission of Big League Impact. And Adam, your team might be finding ways to win games, but are you going to be able to find a way to win in fantasy football this year? I know it's around the corner, the draft, Friday, August 26th. Tell us what's going on with your fantasy football prep and Big League Impact. What a question! Am I going to find a way to win? Come on, Michelle. <laughs> I don't know, Adam. You didn't. You didn't get it done last year. Well, not in that league. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't we did our we did our, our our draft order yesterday in the clubhouse for our clubhouse league too. So it's it's getting that time. It's my favorite time of year, almost where you know you got 
you got football starting college and NFL. You got uh, September, October baseball coming up around the corner, playoff baseball. It just doesn't get better than that for me. Those are my two of my favorite things in the world is, is uh, watching football and playing and playing playoff baseball. So um, it's almost that time of year. It's time to prep. We're, we're starting to do some mock drafts. We're starting to really hone in on our draft positions. And with our, with our big league impact um, season right around the corner too, we got six leagues right now as it is uh, of people sh- go, that are going to show up to Bush stadium. And, and we're going to, you know, have catch on the field. We're going to play some catch on the field. We're gonna, I'm going to have a coach out there hitting some, some fungos for us, fly balls and ground balls and, and uh, we're just going to have a blast at the stadium. And then we're going to play a daily fantasy league all year long where you're setting the league, you're setting the lineup every weekend. And, and that's a good way to, to play with, with that many people. Um, but you got to stay focused. you got to stay prepared and, and stay in on the matchups and who's, who's hot and who's, who's quarterback's not, you know. And, and uh, we're going to have a great time, but I'm definitely going to win. <laughs> well, people should sign up, even though Adam thinks he, that he's going to win. BigLeagueImpact.org is where you can find all that information. Great stuff, as always, Adam. Thanks for the time, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, see you, Michelle. See you, Kerry. See you. That is Adam Wainwright joining us for Wednesdays with Wayno here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.